Welcome back, Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494 as we react to whatever the heck that was yesterday, the reshuffling of core values, maybe popping into meetings here and there. Sirianna yesterday made into Jason Garrett in an Eagles polo. That felt like a soft firing, a soft firing yesterday. He's still here, but he's not really. 215-592-9494. Do you feel any better? I don't. I don't know what the heck that was yesterday. Although, of course, the Fangio thing had Hugh feeling good this morning. And, and Hugh, you should feel good. I and mean, Fangio is a quality defensive coordinator, and I think he's going to do a good job here. But then, of course, there's the Jalen Hurts part of this. And that I actually thought there weren't enough questions yesterday about Jalen Hurts. I was waiting for one about his health. Will he be heading towards knee surgery? Nah, not much. But there was a little bit on Hurts, including, does he have any say in any of this? Do they go to Hurts with, hey, hey, we're going to do this. What do you think about this? Here's Nick Sirianni talking about Hurts and what he knew or what he said about the decision to move on from Brian Johnson. I'll keep him um, aware of things that, that he needs to be aware of. Um, and, you know, keep him in the loop of that because, you know, that he's, he's our guy. And, and, and uh, you know, it's really important that, that those two guys are going to work hand in hand to, to make sure that we're, we're getting back to where we need to be. Did you have to consult with Jalen about your decision to let Brian go? Yeah, you know, obviously we, we talk about everything um, and we, we communicate on everything. Um, won't get into specific uh, discussions on, you know, what we talk about. But, yeah, we, we, we discuss everything. So I have, a, I have a question off that because my head's spinning a little bit. Do you think Nick is the kind of person who just, when, he, when he's asked the question, says, yeah, just to kind of get his mind right and yeah. then answers? So like it's reset. But, he, but the question was, do you consult with Jalen before the Bryant Johnson thing? And his first response is, yeah. It's almost like he's saying yes. Do you think he meant that? I, I, I don't know if he meant it, but it does sound like it's a defense mechanism when, he, when he's speaking. Yeah, but if you ask a yes-no yes, question and you say yeah, it feels like your answer is yes. Yeah, it does feel like that. And then you come back and you say something that's totally different. I know. So I, he, he kind of walked both sides of that. Like, yeah, I talked to Jalen, but I'm not going to tell you what I talked to Jalen about. Well, Howie Roseman uh, tried to put a life raft on this and say, no, 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 no. This is, this is not Jalen or any player's decision. Here's Howie on all that. Can I just say something? I, I, I just want to say something because I think, um, I think it's important, Tim, something you said made me think about this, to think about these exit meetings and um, what the purposes of them are. And the purpose of them is – like everything we do, we're trying to accumulate information. You know, for us to make good decisions, we're trying to accumulate information. But at the end of the day, the decisions are made by us. You know, um, we understand um, that everyone has has different opinions and perspectives, but we're going to make those decisions. So I say that just in relation to, you know, you ask kind of what Jalen, and, and that's not fair also to Jalen. You know, he's 25 years old, you know. Like Jalen is continuing to grow and get better, and what we see at 25 is going to be different than 26. I'm just using Jalen as an example here. And so I think for us, it's also important to understand, like, we accept responsibility. Whatever the product is, at the end of the day, that's that's on me, that's on coach, and, and we accept that. So we don't ask the players to make these decisions. Um, we don't ask the other people who work for us to make the, these decisions. We try to get information, and we try to make the best decisions we possibly can so that the confetti can fall on our head again and we can be world champs again because that's the only agenda. That's the only agenda. Mm-hmm. You know you know what that press conference reminded me of? Do you remember Pulp Fiction? Yes. Remember when Marcellus Wallace was having, a, having that uh, conversation with Bruce Willis, and he said, listen, don't let pride get in the way of you being happy. <laughs> yes. He said, you know, it might, like he sat up there in that press conference, 
And he said, you know, it might sting a little bit. That's pride. You need to, you need to, you need to fight through that. <laughs> fight through that pride and go ahead and just do this press conference and just answer these questions to the best of your ability. That's what that kind of felt like yesterday. So is that multiple times yesterday how he had to you know, figuratively grab the microphone? Yes, and save him. That that's pride because he wanted to, you know he tried to be as forthcoming as he could. He couldn't do it because like like that's not a good look. And I was looking at some of the some of the, the 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 stories that were written on this. They do not paint Coach Sirianni in the greatest light. And I think they're very sensitive right now to that that question. Does Hurts have say in this? Because they may, he might right. And that and Brian Johnson's his friend. He's I think they have to talk to him about the coordinator. Like this is the kind of scheme we're thinking about. I think it's okay to have a conversation when he's the quarterback. You have to. But you don't want to paint it as he has say because then it puts him above the other players. Well, he kind of put him above – like when you painted it like that, Joe, you put him above the coach. Right? Cause I, I know. You put him above the coach. Like, the, like that was bad like on, on so many levels for Coach Sirianni yesterday because now it's going to lead to more questions that I feel like as we go down this rabbit hole that you're not going to be able to answer because you answered them – well, you probably will be answered, but you you answered them a certain way, and then it's going to come back. It's, it's going to make you look crazy. I know. Yeah, that that's just add that to the mix. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll get a phone call here, and then a, a new name to throw in the potential offensive coordinator mix. Report out, Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Hey, Hugh. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Uh, how are you doing today, Hugh? I am great. All right. I don't want you to not feel, you know, love. I was I just feeling some kind of way, man. He was just speaking to Joe, man. He, he, he say hi. I mean, I'm here too. I'm, I'm, I'm human. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, Kyle. Don't want to leave you guys out either. Uh, oh, right? Chris, uh, I, I, I knew you wouldn't, and I'd be okay if you did. I'm not. I'm not going to get in my feelings. I'm not going to be okay. Yeah, Hugh's not. Hey. I mean, he's going to be emotional about it. Uh, listen, guys. I got a bunch of good stuff here for you that I got from that press conference. I, I told you yesterday. I put my head in the door frame, though, and I did slam the door on it a few times because I listened to the entire thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, Hugh, yes, uh, listen, brother, they don't know how to stay off our damn grass. That's part of the problem. So I'm with you with these young kids, all right? So before we get into the press conference, you be keep being you, man. These young kids, they don't know. So anyway, um, as far as the, the press conference yesterday, he, uh, Joe, you keep asking a question. You know, t- tell me what that was. I have the answer. What was it? You ready for this? I'm ready. I need an answer. We all witnessed Nick Sirianni being put in the closet. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it did it, figuratively, even though he will stand there and he'll do press conferences after games, it felt like they removed him from anything that matters besides a rah-rah speech and to reshuffle those core values on the board. That's it. Correct. They told him, get out of those. I mean, he said, oh, you know, now I'm going to be able to, I might show up at an offensive meeting, but now I might show up at a defensive meeting. Because they told him, get out of their offensive meetings. You don't go there. You want to float around, whatever, sit sit there and be a bump on the, you know, on the log and observe. You can do that, be a fly on the wall. But get out. You are not in charge of that. They went in and brought an adult in. They brought Vic in. They said, he's going to run the defense. You shut up and stay away. I am telling you, my guess, and based off of that yesterday, offensive coordinator is going to be Cliff Kingsbury. I'll tell you why. They also Hmm. kept saying, it's not going to be Frank Wright, because they kept saying, we need a different offense. We need a different offense. Well, the offense that they tried running was nothing really different than what they've been doing the past three years. 
They also love the air raid. They love the vertical passing. They love the aggressiveness. They don't like to run the ball. Um, I, they're going to go with that guy. And he's also another guy that is going to tell Nick, Nick, stay the hell out of here. I don't need your help or your input. Be quiet. Get over there. And how he's going to tell is already put him in the corner anyway. So that's the direction that I think they're going to go with all of this. Um, Howie, Howie, I got a message for you. Be very careful with this. If you screw this up, you're next, brother. I I feel like, and I think Howie sees it. I think Howie got himself a little tongue lashing from the boss too. So um, that's where we're at, guys. Appreciate your time. I want to leave you with one last thing. What do you got? Ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go, fitness. Yeah, the fact that we're there and not talking about a football game this weekend doesn't make me feel great. We should be still talking about a football game after a team start ten and one. But yeah, the Howie part is interesting. I, I don't think Howie's going anywhere. But pub- no, not anytime soon. Public perception of Howie could change fast. We already did a show yesterday, and some people are like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as confident in him." The other thing is, he looked Howie looked a little weathered yesterday. He was sleep. Lost. He didn't get that much sleep. Yeah, some bags under the eyes. Yeah, trying to figure out how you massage this. I think the hardest thing that they did leading up to this press conference is try to figure out. And you, you could tell how he did his homework because he was prepared. Mm. Um, the hardest thing they did was get prepared for this press conference because they knew the questions were coming. And and let's be honest, the question that Coach Sirianni was asked about what do you do here, that would be a tough question for anybody to answer under the circumstances, especially when you're talking about giving up power of, as an offensive coordinator. when that's, was, that's why you were hired. You were hired as an offensive mind. And to sit there and, and to have to be, like, gutted <laughs> the way that you were gutted, I mean, that, that's a tough question to answer. You know, he's lucky. Like I said, he's lucky nobody followed up. Like, to be totally honest, when he started talking about culture and moving around priorities and things of that nature, he's lucky nobody felt the need to follow up with another question, be like, okay, so what, like, after that, then what? What if the culture goes bad, then what? Can we hear it again? Sirianni, uh, you know, asked, what do you do now, now that you're not in charge of the offense? I'm obviously not in charge of the defense. We know that. What exactly is your role here? And uh, here's how Sirianni answered it. The offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense, and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach of the football team. What does that entail? How how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess... What you know, it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, if that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times, maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture, that's making sure the culture's, um, you know working you know with our our five core values are taking every day at a time like we're not coming up with new core values uh i mean we may shuffle of where you know where the things are that are important all right that's it that's um, it. We, and we, the most yeah, important. this is a joke quite frankly we're gonna reshuffle those core values you should have left it alone man like he felt like I, i've been in those situations you know when you have a grown-up conversations and and you're asked a question and you feel the need to offer more information because you feel like the answer that you're giving is kind of short. Yeah. So just leave it alone, man. Just go ahead and just say what you got to say and keep it moving. Do you know what is on my mind right now? Do you think the core values are on a, a physical board you can move up and down like a draft board? I, that, I, like to answer your question, when I heard that and I said, I, I thought about it like I that, think like a they whiteboard. Are. 
Well, I'm thinking like you just you take the one thing and you move it up, like a I'm draft board. Like or you erase. I was thinking. I was thinking more. You erase it. Or you erase them. You erase it. But what if you forget the core yeah, value? You, you, you can't it. erase it. You well, yeah, you're right. It's gone. So then. you have to have like a like a sticky thing. Yeah. Well, well I you was take thinking, a picture of them first. Okay. You know, like the uh, in front of the movie theaters, <laughs> no. they have the the like where they list all the movies. Yeah. You're like putting the yeah like gas stations have them and stuff. Right. You have to change like if yeah, the gas costs letter. you know like two ninety nine, then they change it to three that's or right. whatever. That's how he's changed. That's how he's reshuffling the core values. Yeah. That. How long does that take each day? I mean, is that a long process? Probably his entire day. Uh, <laughs> what'd you do today? You know what? I really rethought the core <laughs> values. Reshuffle them five or six. Well, times. so that's what he does here. Yeah, he's the, he's the reshuffle physically reshuffling the core values. I think at some point we need to create our core values for this show, and then we can maybe once or twice a week or three weeks or whatever we yeah. reshuffle. Number one is have a take. That's oh, that's the core value of WIP. Yep. If you don't have that, you're you're Sirianni. All right, Richard is up next. What's up, Richard? All right, let's see. You, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? You, I love you, you and hey, I Joe too. You. I love you guys. Richard, we love you. What, what are you thinking? What, what about that press conference yesterday? Well, I don't want Nick. I'm with uh, you. I don't want Nick to retire or get fired. I like him. I, I like to meet him to a person. I like retire? the guy. I like the guy. What do you think, you? You don't think he should retire? Oh, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to be here as long as the Eagles will allow him to be here. So one more year. And you – and you like him? I like uh, I like him as I like him as a coach, man. But I tell you what, Coach Sirianni yesterday did himself no favors. He did himself no favors yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't think we're going to really know anything here. So the offensive coordinator, the new guys come in, and we start the new season. What do you think about that, you? You say we won't know until we start the new season about the offensive coordinator. Yeah, what do you oh, think? Oh no, You're we got to we got to figure we got to figure it out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, though, you dog, mean dog, you won't Richard. we won't know if it's good or not? Is that what you mean, Richard? Like till we see it? Yeah, we have to actually see it on the yeah. field. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously that that's not going to happen, but there is we could feel good about it or bad. We could feel good about yeah. his body of work. Yeah, we could definitely feel good about it. Uh, but I want to see it unfold on the field. That's yeah, right. Definitely, yeah, definitely. well, that, Richard, for the first time in a few years, we're not going to know what the offense is going to look like till they take the field, probably for week one. Richard's a good phone call. I mean, the last couple of years, we knew what the offense generally would look like, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be an RPO-based, and it's going to be Hurts and down the field. We and, don't know the health health of our quarterback. We right. don't know what's going on as far as what he's doing in offseason. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to look a little different. Mm-hmm. I think the unknown is is somewhat exciting. It is. But it all depends on who is going to be the architect of this offense. I right. think that's what we're more caught up on. Of course. Than any, more than anything. So here's a name. A report came out a few minutes ago. Tom Pelissero, NFL.com. Hugh, what's your thought on the name Kellen Moore? He is uh, the Eagles have put a request in to interview Kellen Moore. So for, his name has come up here before. He was interviewed in the process that led them to Sirianni. He got a head coaching interview. He was then the Cowboys. The, uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. The young the young coordinator for the Cowboys. Yep, and then he went this past year. He left the Cowboys and went to the Chargers. First instincts, first guess on you like it or not? Well, the Chargers offense kind of sputtered a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. I do like what he was able to do in Dallas. But, <laughs> no, nah, I, I would say probably no. Nah. So – because I'm going off – like, when I look at it initially, when I think about what the offense was in San Diego, well, L.A., mm-hmm. Chargers, they did try to run the ball. For whatever reason, that wasn't the case. 
I wouldn't be opposed to having him here. Let me pull that back. I wouldn't be opposed to having him here. So I think it's an interesting resume, but I, I, it is a little bit concerning to me that Dak got better when he left. Dak had his best year after Kellen Moore was gone, mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert just had his worst year. Now, I, I can excuse the Herbert thing. He got banged up, and the team stunk. Like, and the defense was just It all went bad. It, yeah. How much that is Kellen Moore, I don't know. But the Dak, the Dak part worries me. The Dak cut his turnovers like in half without Kellen Moore. He was better without him. I mean, that's... That's not good. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Like you know the you know the meme of the Grim Reaper like knocking on each door. <laughs> it feels like Dak, Justin Herbert, and now Jalen Hurts and Kellen oh. Moore is the Reaper coming to ruin our quarterback yeah, after what can't. he did to those last yeah, two. See, and, and I'm I'm real sensitive to that because I, I feel like we still have a bite at this apple. And when I say apple, I mean the Super Bowl window. So I want somebody in here that I feel that can do an immediate fix. That's how. That's kind of where I'm at with it. That's why I kind of hedge a little bit. I I want somebody here that has some veteran. I wouldn't mind waiting to to see who who wins these NFC and AFC championship games. So if I can get one of those guys. So let's think about that. Uh, the the Lions. Ben Johnson's going to go become a head coach. So that we we lost him. Right. We uh-huh. can't get him. The Ravens have some interesting coordinator uh, coaches under the coordinator, right? That maybe mm-hmm. are ready to become a coordinator. Mm-hmm. James Urban is a name that I believe he interviewed here in the past and was part, part of the Eagles um, coaching staff at one point. He's with Lamar T. Martin, the former that was quarterback. The name we were kicking around this morning. Yeah, yeah. I like T. Martin. He was here for a little while, a cup of coffee. I think he's Lamar's quarterback coach right now in Baltimore. So yeah, that's interesting, Hugh. Maybe to wait for. And they probably will. I mean, I don't think they're going to hire a coordinator on the offensive side very quickly. I could be wrong. But, yeah, they, they could see the two losers this weekend, right, Whoever, whichever teams lose. Maybe there's names on those staff. Clint Kubiak is a name. That's the name I heard before. Yeah, yeah, he's the passing game coordinator of the 49ers. And, obviously, his dad is Gary Kubiak, who was the former Texans and, and uh, Broncos coach and part of that Shanahan tree. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. Maybe that one of the guys still coaching this weekend could be it. All right, Clay's up next. Are we going to have someone defend Nick Sirianni here? I like this idea. Clay, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Clay, what's, uh, what, what's up? Yeah, so, um, listen, the last seven games of the season were an SS. I don't know why we wouldn't think the pre- – I mean, that, that's a tough press conference. It doesn't matter whatever way you slice it. Um, you, you, I think you did say you want to keep Nick, right? You said yes, I did. I said that early in the week, okay. yes. Now, let me tell you, Tuesday after the, the loss in Tampa, I was ready to fire the guy. Mm-hmm. But then I got to thinking about it, okay? The guy did go to the Super Bowl last year – doing exactly what he would potentially be doing next year. And we don't say, and, and I'm going to throw some names out there, we don't badmouth John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. What do they do? So two I, things, Clay. One, I think they have an area of expertise. Mike Tomlin on the defense, although he doesn't call the defensive plays, that's his area of expertise. And John Harbaugh was a special teams coach and maybe he coached a secondary yeah, team. and a secondary coach. I mean, I think they have an area expertise that they help influence the game and influence their team. And also he's not as good as those guys. Like if you're going to be CEO guy, you better be buttoned up in every area. He's not. It, it, well, I guess I don't understand why you think that. Why do I think that? Because yeah, the, well, I mean, like, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, let, uh, let me give you an example. You want to know? Do you wh- think he got lucky last year? I mean, what are we thinking happened last year? We yes. came from out of nowhere yes. and went to the Super Bowl. Well, so two things. One, I think he had a brilliant play caller that that helped him, and he doesn't have that anymore. And two, okay. uh, we could be honest now. They had a really easy schedule, and they ended up facing Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson to get to the Super Bowl. It, it's probably the easiest quarterback path 
anyone's ever had to get to a Super Bowl. I'm just being honest. Okay, but, but let me ask you this. Do you think if that field, the footing would have been better, they would have lost that game? Because I'll tell you right now, they would have won that game if they weren't. That defensive line wasn't falling down all over the place. So if he they would have won that game. They also may have, if he went for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal in the third quarter, A.J. Brown that's after true. the game said he thought that's where they lost the game. And on fourth, fourth and two, with, what, five minutes to go, he punted. I mean, you can't punt back to Mahomes in, in a game that close. So, yes, yeah. the field was part of it. I just think he, you know, he also cost them a little bit there, too. One more thing, and then I'll let you guys go. I think it's really difficult. It sends a bad message to the rest of the league to fire Nick Sirianni. I mean, they did go to the playoffs. It was a, it was a you know what, the last seven games. I like the Fangio hire, but listen, if they don't improve the middle of this defense, I don't care if it's Buddy, I don't care who it is calling the defensive plays. So, and on offense, I, I, I agree with you. I like Frank Reich, but they do need to bring somebody in with some different ideas. I think that's a really hard press conference for Nick to sit through. Um, I think he's easy to throw stones at right now, but I say give him next year. And I don't think they are. I don't think that was a first step on the path to firing. I, I believe what Howie says. So you guys have a great day, Clay. You appreciate well. you, man. I mean, look, they are going back to what worked last year in essence. But the diff- the difference is, it was his offense last year. Just Steichen called the plays. Yeah, we, it was he, a little sputtery. Now he's telling us this is not his offense anymore. That's the big difference. Yeah, it was a little spider. And the culture. Let's not forget the culture. Like, that's the thing. When he said he says the culture, something there was a disconnect between what we perceived was going on and what was actually going on. Now, we don't know if it was a disconnect with the quarterback and the players or whatever it was, but something happened in that locker room last year. Like, we're talking about the football aspect of it, and that's very, very important. But – there's a culture aspect to this, too, where something was disconnected. And there was a lot of rumblings coming out of that locker room. And I know, you know, most people say you don't believe everything you read. And, you know, I know the uh, who was it came out yesterday and was talking about how he was misquoted in the paper and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, Britton Covey. Yeah, but there was something that went on in that locker room. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that yet. That has the potential of being a problem going into next year if it's not fixed. Well, and especially now, it's important because that's kind of the number one thing Sirianni has to do, right? That he's not offense, he's not defense. He's got to be culture guy. They got to get that back to the right area. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. You can react to all this with us. The reaction to yesterday, the press conference. You how you feeling? Do you feel any better about the Eagles and where they're headed after yesterday? I don't. I wish I did. Hugh does because of Vic Fangio. What a great track record coming here to play and, and coach this, coach up this defense. All right, when we get back, your phone calls, and we have to rehash something Sirianni said yesterday. Big difference from that and what he said back in September. That's next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and the new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.